This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello, guys. I'm so excited for this episode with Mona Vand. I am so beyond to have her on the podcast. Um, she is such a light. And of course, we talk so much about Joe Dispenza. She's been on his retreats as well. And um, we go deep into spirituality, energy, social media, seeing vibrations. I mean, all the things. So come join us. Enjoy the show. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule for being here. I tell you this all the time, but I want everyone to hear it in my community. You are just like such a bright, pure light. And I mean that with like every cell of my being. The energy you give off is just pure is the best way I could describe it. And I'm so grateful to know you and to connect with you over like so many things that we love. Thank you. And I thank you for being here. It's um, first of all, like I'm happy to be here. It's funny. I've actually told my team like say no to all podcasts until like maybe fall but I want like you I feel like you're close to my heart you know we've done sessions together I know you personally and it's funny people do tell me that a lot like oh you're so pure and I don't really understand it because you can't really see yourself that way but it must be true because I do hear it it is so true and it's felt by anyone that has met you in person and and of course through your social but when you meet people in real life it's just you experience the multi-dimensionality of someone and it's felt it's seen and thank you thank you for being here and i'm honored that i felt that way (laughs) i felt that way with you too i was like once we met i think it was at melissa's brunch yes yes i was like oh i feel such a warmth now you know like it's hard even we were doing skype sessions and it's just never the same it's never the same and Mm -hmm. there at the brunch I saw that orb over you, remember? Yes. And I just saw it again as I said that. Like this sparkle of energy over you. And I just saw it again as I said that. Can I just tell you something? We were yes. just talking about Joe Dispenza and I was like saying how it was good for me because I was kind of like an – I wasn't sure if I believed in all of this work. And then I went and I saw it with my own eyes. But my natural instinct is to doubt, right? Mm-hmm. And when you tell me that, it's so funny. My first instinct is like, is that really real? But yet I know all this work is yeah. real, but I don't know why as humans we want to be like, no, that's not real. That can't be real. So yeah, that is what I got the most out of the retreat. Like I went there and got the message of like, you have so many gifts. You do see things that are in other dimensions and mm-hmm. other realms and it's normal here and it's accepted here and it's mm-hmm. science here. Yeah. And that's like, of course, experience and having experience with experiencing different things or seeing different things that gives you the confidence to be like no I'm definitely seeing something I'm not making that up right but then when you're in an an environment where all people believe in that and it's so matter of fact and science-based I think that's what I really walked away with from my experience with him that like this is all real we only perceive one percent of reality yes that was my favorite like that stuck with me forever and of course we're going to see other things as we connect to higher realms and higher frequencies so it just makes sense (laughs) and I feel like um ever since the week long we were talking about reactions people have like let's say even when I was there like let's say somebody would scream or make a weird noise and I was like are they faking it I don't know why you just assume 
But as you go deeper into the work, like things keep opening up and then you might have those reactions. Like just because you're not having them right now, they might come. And just because you never experienced something doesn't mean someone else isn't actually having that experience or has that gift or whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. And those people, and he talks about the four-minute mile a lot, those people who are experiencing something tells us it's actually possible. So mm-hmm. instead of like downgrading whatever their experience it is, it's like, wow, how awesome is it for you that you do experience that? And I hope to open up to that. Yeah. But it's true. He, It was very funny on the retreat. He was like, I'm going to give you guys something to talk about over lunch today. And he like <laughs> called up these seven people to show us how they meditate. And I looked at them and I was like, all right, this is a little much. Like yeah. their bodies are convulsing. Like convulsing. And I was, I was like, just shocked. I was like, oh. I was shocked as well. And I'm like, is that real? Like, I know the Kundalini energy is so powerful. And I know that, like, if you Google it, it's like, oh, it's dangerous because of these wild outcomes some people have. Um, but, yeah, when I first saw that too, I was like, really? But then as you go deep, you you realize you experience things that yeah. maybe others do not. Even, like, you seeing a sparkle above my head. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you first start seeing those things? Was it like, have you always had that? Or was it when you got into this work? No, I did not always have that and if I did I believe that everything is awareness and the more we peel back the layers and elevate our frequency the more awareness we have so maybe they were there I would have never noticed them or Mm -hmm. even thought they were something until I started to experience them more frequently more consistently around specific people it doesn't just happen all the time um and it was definitely like post-spiritual awakening that I started to recognize them and I would say in the last probably five years I see them more and like do you see different colors above different people's heads wow that's so cool yeah sometimes there's purple with you it's always like clear like a like not clear like a white silvery clear type like there's definitely a color to it. It's not just transparent, but it's like a, a sparkle. Okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> well, we always want to know what that means. Yeah, I've got, I've got to know what that means. We always want to know. Um, I see it as energy. So it could be an energy that you're giving off, mm-hmm. an energy that's with you. Who like I don't I don't really know what it means. Right? Is there research behind like the colors or like clear versus blue? I don't know. That well, I tend to think like white light is very good clear. That's energy, true. And that's what I feel from it. That's true. Purple I think is very like metaphysical as well. Blue I associate with intuition and third eye. Mm. Um, and then sometimes like darker things I'll see as well. And I'm always like, oh, what's that? But it's never anything <laughs> scary or it could just be a frequency that right came like through. a maybe a negative energy a holding. negative mood or feeling or whatever mm. it may be and you know what's really cool actually i've seen this for a while but it really came through at the joe dispenser retreat when we did the walking meditation outside yeah i oh, i, love I saw another sparkle right here it's always on your left side wait just right now yeah another one. Oh my god <laughs> you it's guys this is so great. Oh my God. You have God. to like research what that means on your I left side. It's like, poof. I'm the most inquisitive. I'm like, I gotta know. <laughs> We're gonna get to the bottom of it. Okay. But when I was at the retreat, um, I have this thing where I see energy moving mm-hmm. and it looks like, it looks like just light and they're all moving in like this circular motion. Have you ever experienced never. that? Never. I've never seen outside. it. Outside. No. Outside, I see it mostly. Um, like around people or just like in the air? No, it's like, I'm looking at the sky, but I could tune into like almost like a screen over it. Mm. And it's just like these balls of um, more yellow, okay. light, I would say. 
And you were seeing it during the walking? After the walking meditation. Because everyone was was outside. Mm -hmm. And I loved those. The energy was amazing. I loved those. I want to do them in the city, but I'm like, to stop and close your eyes in the middle of the city is just really hard. Unless you're in the park. I did it. I honestly, after the week long, I tried doing it in the park and I was like, I'd wear sunglasses and a mask so that I'm like, okay, maybe someone just thinks I'm on my phone because you don't want to look like a weirdo. Staring at the tray. (laughs) That's exactly what I looked like. I think he said he made t-shirts on the back. was like, don't be concerned. I'm doing a meditation. So smart. Right? That's really smart. And he also showed us, I don't know if they were there when you went to the retreat but he showed us tiktoks of people being like what kind of cult is this? yes and like yes all these people walking. we saw them <laughs> so funny and at the retreat that's kind of what you feel like in a way like if if there was someone just like as a fly on the wall from the outside in our normal lives who we hang out with my husband being one of these people they'd be like what is going on here but you're in this cocoon of like no this is normal this is science this is truth and that's it and I think the uh, the part that very much makes it not a cult or anything I don't know like dangerous I feel like people think it's weird is like there's no person you're following it's like you're just connecting to yourself yes which I like because in religion it's always like here's the one leader or here's the one and Joe says that he's like don't make this about me this has to be about yourself which I really like a lot of it for me is about Joe, though. I will admit. I love we, Joe. Love, we love Joe. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm going to tell you when I met him. Yes. This was crazy because did you do the electrical body meditation? I did all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, can I tell you that when I did that, that one, um, I was I think I was barefoot when I was doing it because we were in Florida. Okay. And my legs just started shaking. Like we, we did the one laying on the floor, right? Laying on the then floor there was also a walk. Yes, yes, the walking one. It was wild wild yeah so during that one I had like the deepest relaxations while I was there floated to other dimensions saw people like, oh wow I didn't like, have any of that That's came cool. gasping back to life like wild stuff but for the electrical body I was in the front row that day so I was very close to him mm-hmm. and I could not relax after it I was moving I was stretching I looked like the worst meditation student and I was freaking out I'm like Joe's gonna see me Joe's going to see During me. the meditation? Yes. Like during the part where we we're supposed to relax. Oh, the lay down. Yes. Right, right, right. So I took my blindfolds off. Sure enough, he's standing right to the left of me looking at me. What did like, he say? Oh, he's the worst student. He didn't say anything, but that's the day I got to meet him. Mm. And I went up to him. I got like, I feel like the chance of a lifetime because he has very amazing boundaries and he's always off the stage. He really he has good boundaries. Amazing boundaries. Yeah. Like unbelievable. Yep. And I told him, I'm like, I could not relax. I have so much electricity going through my body right now. And he's like, I just want you to know you might go unconscious today. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, and I didn't even skip a beat. Was he like, like, don't, okay, was he like don't be scared? Kind of. kind of. He was like, yeah, you could go unconscious. You're like that. starstruck, so you can't even really Couldn't respond. Even process. I'm like, if I go unconscious, I'm here with you. It's all good. Like, it's fine. But it was so crazy. I didn't, luckily, I guess. But I was I was surrendered down for the ride. Wow. You felt safe there, right? To just go deep. And, yeah, I felt really safe yeah. there. And like, I'm, you know, I've, I got to ask him questions where I was like, is this? And he's like, oh, I've fallen off the bed before. I've, I've like... You know, and I think it made me feel more normalized because the difference is I started, my body was moving a lot in meditations before. I even told you about it. Yes. When we first started working together, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then when I went there and saw everyone on stage, I didn't doubt it for a minute. I was like, oh, phew. Like, yeah. it's not, not just me and I'm not that intense. I found my people. Yeah. So it was a different experience. But mine was more of like a something opened up inside me. And maybe if I went back, 
I would just keep going deeper and I would be able to leave my body or do all of these cool, like yeah. mystical things. Is that what you practice each morning now? I was the last two months I've or last month, I would say I've just been experimenting with like other guided meditations, uh, but I actually just did it again this morning to come back to it. I kind of like, I don't want to be stuck on one thing. And I think yeah. I was so reliant on them, mm -hmm. but I will say that the way he like his meditations opened me up. I feel like now, no matter what guided meditation I do, I'm just like there. Like even yes. when we closed our eyes, I was like, I'm like yep. in hypnosis at this point. Yep. So it's very cool. I don't yes. need it. Right. I just, now I have the freedom as a human to be like, what do I want to do this morning? Yes. But I do I like, that. I love his the most for the most part. I feel that way all the time. I say this about my practice of Kundalini, like that had to be my gateway for me to be able to receive a guided meditation, a sound healing, Joe's meditation. Yes. Like as a beginner, I don't think I could have ever just been like Joe Dispenza's meditation. No. And Kundalini is known to be like a pretty advanced intense meditation too, but I just needed that intensity to move out like all that matter and density. That's what opened open me up. up. Yeah. And be able to receive it. And now with Joe, like even the first few days, I was kind of like, I just want to tune in with Om Namo Gurudevam or do my breath work and then I'll sit in Joe's meditation. Mm. And I was, I was like secretly tuning in because that's he's always He's there. always like, don't do your own I thing. Know, <laughs> he I know, says that. I was just like, I got it, I got it, I got to take advantage oh, of Oh, so that really gets you there. Just get, you felt it when we tuned in, right? Yeah, but I always wonder if it's that or me just closing my eyes with and someone relaxing. else's energy. Like I think I could get there too. Yeah, it just brings me there. But then by day three, I was like, okay, I could just dip into Joe and like really feel it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I went into his, even though I loved him, I didn't love his meditations. I was kind of pushing it until the week for long. His meditations. Yeah. Same, yeah. Same. I was same. like, oh, now I get this. Yeah. Same. And I, did you guys do the pineal gland meditation with the, yeah. with the, uh, the like four hour? What time did you guys go? Oh, with the kaleidoscope? Yes. Kaleidoscope. Yes. 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 That was my favorite one. My body was vibrating for four hours after. Oh my God. It was out of control. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ah, Did you do the 4 a.m. one till yes. 8 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I sent my dad crazy. to the week long. Really? Yeah, he's like. so cute. I know. I isn't he so cute? you put him up on your Instagram. Oh, my gosh. I he's, love. He's so cute. I sent him because he loves all of this stuff, too. Um, And he said they did it till, like, 10 a.m. I guess they, like, Joe was just feeling it. And no one even noticed. I'm like, damn, we went till 8 a.m. Like, <laughs> I think we went a little after 8. It was approximately five hours. Yeah. Ours was, like, four and a half or something. That was hard for me. Was that it? That morning. Yeah. The because it was like you're sitting up you're laying down then you're sitting back up you're laying yes. down and I think stuff was moving through like I had to clear a lot that day mm. frustration came up um that was a hard one and it was really long afterwards I was like of course it was five hours right. something's bound to come up of course <laughs> yeah. of course yeah so you're finding your way like your own guided meditation I'm like doing times. I haven't gotten to a point now where I'm like do I just close my eyes in silence because I've gotten really accustomed to music? Yeah. And then I think I get myself to like a, no, you should be able to do it on your own. But I'm like, is there anything wrong with music? I don't know. You know, I feel like when you think of the true definition of meditation, what is it? Because there's so many forms. I don't really yeah. know. So many. There's so many. Like I love doing breath work with you. But if I were to just sit and do breath work on my own, I don't know that it would take me to the same place. Mm -hmm. So maybe right now in this phase of my life, I'm just more in a guided state. But I always want to share with people like what's the Calm app or whatever, Calm. It's just not like that kind of guided never got me there. Like yeah. there's there's specific like Joe's really get you to a deeper place. Totally. Just closing my eyes for 10 minutes while someone talks like is not even nearly the same. Right. You know? Right. 
And I either need like the breath work, the mantra. Mm-hmm. Or, you haven't chanted the Aquarian mantras yet, right? That's something I wanted to do with you. We wanted to do chanting and we yeah. didn't get to it. Yeah. Well, yes, I can't wait to. Um, I love that. But I recently listened to a podcast on the power of mantra. I'm going to send it to you mm-hmm. because for whatever reason you're meeting, like if you feel like you're meeting resistance with having music or like judging your Judging your that, my, that I want music. I wouldn't judge it. Really? Yeah. It's so powerful. It's, okay. Yeah. I mean, silence <laughs> is so powerful too, but mantra is so powerful. Wow. It's so powerful. You know, I also like, it's such a weird habit of mine where I almost feel like if I'm not, if it's not painful or if it's not like hard, mm-hmm. that it's not right. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I've got to push myself and like study mm-hmm. and like, why? Why can't it just be this like beautiful experience? Like totally. I'm not doing it right. It reminds me of Melissa with workouts because I had to change my brain so much yes. and be like, actually, this could benefit me. Yeah. And it doesn't have to feel like I'm torturing myself. Uh-huh. It doesn't feel like it doesn't have to feel so hard. Although I think some of us um, require like different levels of intensity for yes. our energy levels. But she helped to rewire me in that way, like according to workouts. And it's the same for meditation. Like mm-hmm. It's all about like it doesn't have to be so hard. It's allowed to feel good. Agree. Yeah. It's supposed to feel good. <laughs> it's supposed to. <laughs> right. So true. Oh, I'm excited for mantras together. Yeah. So I would love for you to like give a little introduction of yourself where just like where your journey brought you to this day. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with a Persian family, um, divorced parents, and I went to pharmacy school very much a part of like our culture, like, you know, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to be at that point, but I liked studying medicine and health and pharmacy. Then when I graduated, I moved, my dad lived in LA, I moved to LA and I hated working as a pharmacist, like horrible. And I really liked health and wellness. You know, I just, I had learned all about it. I had just really immersed myself in the culture. I loved working out, eating healthy and that was a whole evolution in terms of diet and everything. But I started searching for something else. And I think quickly realized that I was more creative than I gave myself credit for, that I wanted to work towards goals. I didn't want to just go punch in and punch out. That I like I used to think like, oh, retail pharmacy is gonna make me the most money out of all pharmacy jobs. So let's do it. And I was like, oh, I really want to take a pay cut to actually be happy during the day. Um, so a lot of realizations there. And then over the years, bounced from job to job, thinking that maybe a different job setting would make me happy, but always had a big interest in like media and, and TV and creativity. So my initial goal was to get into hosting and be like the expert that goes on different shows. So I took hosting classes and I learned how to talk on camera. And during that time, social media was just kind of on the rise. So it ended up just naturally shifting towards that. And Snapchat was kind of the first platform that really taught me how to talk on camera because you're just like looking at yourself and talking, you know, and it's like, (laughs) and if you would have seen my videos before that, there was like a glazed look over my eyes, which I actually, there's some people that let's say don't do this for a living and make videos. And I see it where they're just not connected. And I'm like, oh my God, I know that feeling because when you don't, know how to like connect to who's behind the camera you kind of look like you're just looking into space right so snapchat really helped me with that and then i just my career kind of pivoted towards social media but even my health journey it started as oh i'm eating diet food and really low calorie that's Mm -hmm. healthy and then it pivoted into like frozen yogurt do you remember that oh my god pinkberry (laughs) yes 25 calorie bread Mm -hmm. like anything diet i thought was healthy yeah then i went vegan and then 
plant-based can be beautiful and amazing, but I wasn't doing it in the right way. I was just eating a lot of like fake meat and processed food. And then it just ended up shifting into a really clean diet and like what are these preservatives and gums and flavorings that are in like all this package, you know, and I've always loved fresh food, but there was a lot of that that was like my regular. And it's just kind of, I think, every day evolving more and more. And I think when you evolve into like wellness and healthy eating and how it affects your body, it's a natural transition into like your mental health. And what you, now I just know that like, Everything I'm surrounded by, everything I see, everything I think, everything I put in or on my body affects my health. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the place I've gotten yeah. to now. And I love how you share. I truly look at you as an expert. You have so much knowledge. Thank you. On so much. You do your research. If you're using something or eating something, I know it's good. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I will not sure. share like, it. It's Mona approves. Yeah. You have a very high standard. Yes. And it's amazing because in this world, some days I'm just like, how how did we get here how do we have to like why does it require so much research so much it's exhausting just be clean Mm -hmm. or like somewhat clean even like the deodorant I remember recently I posted what I thought was a clean deodorant and someone's like no there's like perfumes in that or natural somethings in that which I was trying to explain to my grandpa (laughs) he he makes me this delicious um meal of escrow and beans I don't know if you've ever had that no it's like an Italian dish and I love it. And he makes it for me. And I know, like, God only knows what's in this dish. Right, But, like, right. I transmuted. I'm like, my grandfather made it. There's so much love in it. And I'm going to eat love. And I actually totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's if it. if I think about it, then there, there it goes. Yep. So he's reading me the label one day. And he's like, and look, there's natural flavors. I told you, <laughs> it's all natural. And I'm, like, trying to explain to my grandfather, like, actually, natural flavors are not natural. <laughs> They're not good. And, like, the... The dichotomy. Like, it was just so funny. And I'm like, how do we get here? Right. And you would think. <laughs> I used to think that five of years course. ago. Like, oh, natural flavor is perfect. Why wouldn't natural. you think? At least they're not unnatural flavors. Like, great. Right. And then it's so funny when I see <laughs> when I see on candy that it's like naturally and artificially flavored. I'm like, okay, the natural ones are already bad. Like, you have yes. to even take it to the artificial. Yeah. It's just like wild. I know. Honestly, it really it's exhausting. Is. But you do a lot of research and I love following you and I love – I even – I never watch YouTube. It's just like not really something I do. Yeah, same. But I'm guided to your YouTube because I love when you like – you shared about um, transitioning out of being vegan. Mm-hmm. I was so interested in that topic and just a lot of the things you – you bring so much value. Thank and you. I find myself like going anywhere that you're sharing. And your oh podcast God. too, which oh. I'm so happy about. The podcast is so fun. Like I just think it's such a different outlet, right? Like it's so good. I always say to my podcast community, I'm like, I feel so safe here. Yeah. Like it's not social media. Not that I don't feel safe in social media, but here I can have like the weirdo conversations, talk about sparkles all over you. Yeah. <laughs> we can't save, but we can see. Yep. And just feel like really safe in this community. So podcasting I think is so fun too. Every like every social media outlet like gives you a different feeling, right? Definitely. Like, and my podcast, I feel like I don't have to talk about wellness. I can just talk about whatever I want because I, I have a co host. And I love that, and I love right? Chloe too. Chloe's co-host, amazing. Yes. She's she's amazing and we just have such a great like friendship, so it's easy to talk. It's beautiful. Instagram, I feel safe because mm-hmm. it's like my community. Yes. TikTok, I'm like, oh God, it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> I, really I don't know. Like you never know who's going to come across your video. People yeah. are, I mean, YouTube's <laughs> kind of the same because I was on YouTube yeah. for a while. And it's like the nastier comments would come there. Um, but it's interesting, right? Like you it can is. have a different energy towards each it's one. It's so true. When did you start TikTok? You have a huge following on TikTok. I started early, 2019. 
um, like the summer of 2019. Okay. And that was like before COVID. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. COVID oh, was wow. COVID was twenty March twenty twenty. That's amazing time to start. It was good, yeah. And I even I got this girl. Her, her name's Claudia. She's amazing. She was like just editing for me, like freelance, because I was like I don't know what this platform is. Yes. Um, and we just like went in like and really grew a lot at that time. And it, it was so easy to grow in the beginning. Like one video would just hit ninety thousand views, and you'd wow. grow thirty thousand subscribers oh like gosh. overnight. Um, and it's so funny even to look back because they were. A little, it was a little more how to, you know, and yeah. then, um, you know, I've, everything shifts, obviously. But it I was love also, your behind the scenes. Like which when ones you have things that are just like your work life and like you working and doing things like that. Yeah, I, I like those too. It's nice to have yeah. moments like that. Yeah, it's more natural. It's fun. Yeah. Do you have any TikTok tips? Because I need such resistance with TikTok. <laughs> well, at first I was doing like the TikTok best practice. Mm-hmm. And then as you know, like I just got exhausted. Like that yeah. was before I even took my social media break. Um, so now I'm just like, I'm going to share how I want to share. And that's it. I That's kind of it. I mean, it, people love when you're like doing something and talking. Mm-hmm. versus I think before it was very like hey guys here's three ways to yes. naturally whatever whatever and now like they want to see you like putting on your makeup, makeup and, and talking about it or like <laughs> cooking and talking about it or not even talking about that but talking about something talking else, about right? anything yeah, yeah just whatever you're like talking about blenders, talking about like something random I'm like good thing I don't really know how to do makeup because I can't do those I'd rather I'll do like skincare or like make a salad or something but that's a little tip for you. Yeah, Although who you. knows how long that will last. I know. <laughs> All right. By the time this comes out, that might be over. So true. And I, I just love like the authenticity you share. And I see that you're sharing from a place of like what feels good to you now. That's, and yeah. It's fun. And it's just more sustainable. Yeah. It really is. Like you have to just, and you know what really got me was like, I'm like, there's people winning in every arena. Like there are people who really care about aesthetic and are winning. Yes. And there's people who do it like the Mimi, like get your attention, non-aesthetic way and are winning. So like just be yourself. It's so true. You know? It's so true. Right? And I love how you merge like the spirituality, the fashion, the wellness. Yeah. It's like all the – are like to die for. Oh my God. Thank <laughs> oh my you. God. The most beautiful feminine chic, like gorgeous. It just gives me life. Fashion gives me life. And you like, have to do that. Right? You have to lean into that. And That's, you're resisting yes. that for a little, right? I really was because I was like – no one wants to hear like see this or like from me they want to hear what this isn't valuable enough but i'm like mm-hmm. it's also self-expression for you totally. i think if you can't have the creativity in your work and also to lean into the things that really like light you up it's so true and it's just fun and, and it's felt it's yeah and it's fun to look at <laughs> yeah exactly right also i do think on social media even if people aren't necessarily like interacting with a post doesn't mean they're not saving it or like using it as value because totally. I look at a lot of uh, like fashion influencers and I'm like, oh, they don't have many comments ever, but they have a lot of people that follow them and a lot of people that love their stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like certain things will get more comments, but just do you and put out what you want to put it's out. It's so true. You know, it's true. And I think with how crazy social media has gotten, that's like the only way as a content creator, you can stay aligned and sane is by doing what brings you joy and like just flowing with that you have to yeah and like I don't know do you find this that like it's hard because you're a human being putting on this face right not face but like putting out this energy and mm-hmm. on the there's sometimes there's four days in a row where I'm like I'm just not in the mood I can't even look at my phone sometimes. right me too so that's where like bulking and I, I just put out a post about this where I was like look 
I know everyone wants that raw in the moment, but like we need to bulk content and have some of that curated stuff because like some days I just can't and I'm not going to fake it. So at least you'll have a little bit of like value in your day. Like I'm still giving you something, but I can't do it raw every day. so true. Mm -hmm. There are days where I literally, my stomach can't take like looking at my phone. I'm like, I just can't do it. And everything to me is energy, just Mm -hmm. like I'm sure it is for you. And I'm like, I can't post this if I don't feel like this right now. Or I can't get up and like touch my phone and press post. If like my energy isn't matching that, that's going to be felt because everything is energy. (laughs) I'm just not going to do that today. (laughs) I think about our parents probably being like, you make money by posting this one thing and you can't get yourself up to do it. And it's like, no, it's (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I totally feel that. But like when you're doing it every day, it's mentally exhausting. But that's why when it's a business and it's really like what you do for a living, you bulk content and you have things ready, but you can't be. It's also energetic too, because Mm -hmm. although we're just pressing post, people are tapping into our fields from sharing that. We're putting a piece of us out there in some way. So true. And I think that's part of what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's that paradigm shift with our parents. Something like you can't just press post, but it's like a whole energy thing. Totally. Paradigm shift. A hundred percent. And like, that's not, I mean, some some of our parents' generation knows this work, but you know, at now it's such common conversation. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And as we go deeper in these practices, it gets you know things become challenging in a way. Like we start to see things in the way we've never seen them before. Yes. Agree. And like yeah. I stop myself sometimes from responding with just from this place. Because to people who don't do this work are like, mm. oh God, like what is she talking about? Mm. You know, and like oftentimes you just see things so differently. Yes. And you want to jump in and, and be like, well, actually, that's not from your higher consciousness. Right. It's so true. And I sometimes think about that too with sharing content. Like I'm like, hmm, is anyone going to understand what I'm saying right, right now because of what I want to share? But it's kind of like putting it out there. That if it's one person that receives the message, then that's it. And they're supposed to. And yep. And you know, um, no one, people follow you because of your voice and your energy and your essence. And sometimes like I'll write a, I'll write a really long caption and sometimes I'll give it to like someone on my team be like, does this make sense? Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, I would say, and I'm like, no, or they'll even try to correct my grammar. And I'm like, no, I like to write the way I talk. I don't want it to be imperfect grammar. That's that's not me. You know, and like when I read, even like everyone has a style of writing and I feel like I feel it from people. Totally. (laughs) I actually just brought on a team member and my first full time. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And I do have to delegate like and have him do some things. Mm -hmm. But with the emails, I'm like, you need to sound like me if I don't write it exactly. Like it has to sound like me in yes. a sense. So we're, we're working on like doing it together because I want it to be like as authentic as possible. Yes. Because it's so true. Like we all have our own, our energy speaks through our words 100%. and our energy field of course too. But it's, it could be very obvious when it's not from you. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like even, even if someone's writing on my team, like they're just like writing for like, you know, like let's say it's like, hi, I'm Joe on Mona's team. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a little too cold, I'm like, no, 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 you have to be very, like, I'm a warm person and it makes me uncomfortable when someone's like too blunt that's representing me. You know, I think there's so, it's it's hard when you, when it's all on your personal brand, Mm -hmm. it's like so personal and you want to jump in all the time and be like, wait, 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 like, you know, it's hard to delegate. Totally. How did you build your team? I mean, I started out with my, so it's like changed throughout the years. In LA, I had my first assistant and she started as an intern. 
It's all I could afford at the time. And then she wanted to come on full time and we ended up making it work. So she was my first assistant. Were you doing TV then? No, I was just... In LA? I was doing like KTLA. I'd have an appearance or like on the cool. doctors, you know, like here it. and there, you know, kind of the same as now. It's like if I go to LA, like um, Access Hollywood, like I'll, I'm in touch with the producers and we're like, oh, let's work on a segment we could do. Love. Um, but it was mostly social media. Okay. And then when I moved to New York, I had to find a new assistant because obviously I was living in New York. Um, and then I would say like a, I took a little break and then a year after that, really this last year is when I've had like a full-time editor and assistant and team because I just realized I wasn't like, it was not going to get put out and it ended up making me so much more productive. You know, it took a while. I didn't have a full-time editor. I was just paying someone like hourly or like per mm-hmm. video before. So that took me a minute. Like, yeah. do you have someone that edits your videos? I don't. Yeah. I have someone that helps a little bit with social media, but this is actually what I was going to say to you, which relates to this. I feel like after 2020, the demands as content creators just like boomed Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the expectation and the bar was so high of like what needs to be created and how much we need to put out. And um, (laughs) it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It is, but like you don't have to do it. You know, totally. that's, that's, that's totally. what I got. Cause like, yes. that's what made me fall into the like, oh my God, I need to post three times a day on TikTok. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that just doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think if I, I do think people like stories, which again, it depends on your mood that and day. And that comes like most naturally to me. The Great. stories, I could hang out on stories all day. And like, I don't really care that much how I look. Like, right. I should, it's disappearing. But I don't like, yeah, it's disappearing. Yeah. But like the reels, I think, and the TikTok is just, that's where I'm like, okay, I have to like set time aside for this. Because yes. if I, the reason, and I always go back to like, why am I doing this in the intention? It's to reach more people. So more people could have access to meditations and yep. positivity and whatever it is I want to share through the post. But, um, and it brings social media has brought me so much, mm-hmm. which is incredible. It really has, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything. I was yeah. able to leave my job as a teacher to do this full time, like only because of social media. It's wild. Yeah. So I just I do feel that like rigor increasing and the demand increasing. I think it's nice to appreciate it too because we like to put it down so much. Yes. You know, like so much has been brought to me, so much opportunity, so many cool things I've gotten to experience, people I've gotten to meet. Yeah. You know, I would never but, be here with you. No, like, exactly. <laughs> I never know you. No, exactly. I know. It's so true. Yeah. So earlier you brought up that you went to a silent retreat. Yes. Seven days? Ten days. Ten. Yes. Wow. It was intense. And you're just not speaking? You're not speaking. So you, you're you not speaking the whole time. Um, you There is like an hour a day where they do like uh, office hours almost where you can ask because there's like two people leading it, one for men, one for women. So you can ask your teacher questions. So you are able to talk to her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, which which was helpful. Um, I think for me it was just a really – like the no speaking was okay. I mm-hmm. think it just felt very rigorous and – there was so many other aspects of it that made that just made it hard for me. Um, sleeping alone in like a building that didn't have locks on the doors in like the middle of nowhere. Like really like I've had a big fear of like being taken, which I've actually worked through in like meditation. Who knows if it's from like a past life mm. or something. But yeah, so I was sleeping completely alone on a first floor with like, you know, right by the window and the whole building didn't have locks. So I think I was so scared to go to sleep every night. And then I also like did not take into account. I'm like, okay, 10 days, not talking to your significant other for 10 full days in like 
and being isolated like that, I like hysterically cried the first three nights. And I was like, maybe I should go home, but like stuck through it. I think like if I did it in a different setting, another time, like I think there's other factors that maybe I could have gotten. I don't think it allowed me to get out of it what I could have gotten out of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot. It was a lot. I have like all the people I love on – like I could track everybody like if I family and see where they are and know that they're safe at yeah. any moment. And to like not have that connection, not just have a check-in with people that you're closest to, that's a lot. And there's no TV, no radio, no – like nothing. So like you're just laying in bed. And also like it's free. So that's so nice. It's oh, like wow. a donation to the world. There's wow. a big wait list. You go on. So you can't complain about the room size. But you kind of <laughs> feel like you're in jail. You're on this like little – tiny little bed that feels like I don't know it just it was like a cold not like cozy environment so I didn't feel like safe I guess yeah what guided you to go on that were you like seeking something or wanted to get something out of it yeah I'm just like I was like you know all this gut health stuff and I was like seeking I'm always like okay I'm doing all the physical maybe it's something emotional and then actually my dad's wife has done it and she did it like 10 years ago and it totally changed her life and she told me about it and I was like and I tend to be like, oh, that's going to be the thing. Let me do it. And so I was excited to do it. And we talked about it after. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like her and her friend both went together in different rooms. Obviously didn't talk. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if like having someone there with you and like totally. so many different reasons, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. for it was like a good few weeks after that I was like, oh, my God. Like I felt so dysregulated. Like, But luckily it was okay after that. Is there anything profound that you feel like you walked away with? Not necessarily. I mean, I will say actually, so you're sitting and meditating and it's kind of like a body scan meditation and I would close my eyes. This is like starting date. It takes three days to even get to the meditation. Like they're kind of prepping you for that. You're doing different types. And finally, when we started doing it, they talk about all these, like they call them sankaras, I believe. It's like, I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's basically emotional pain you're holding onto Mm. in your body. They're like, oh, they're going to come out. You might feel different things. I got this like migraine. Like it started in the bottom of my neck, this piercing pain that would go like up to my head. I've never felt anything like this before. And every time I would open my eyes, it would go away. But when I closed my eyes within 10 minutes, here would come this pain. Like, And I remember them saying, if anything hurts, try to – because the whole point is you're trying to not wish anything away or desire anything. You're just supposed to – be good you know Mm -hmm. and so it was like if you feel some pain like don't want it to go away just sit with it so I'm sitting with it like literally my eyes would water it hurt so bad and it would happen pretty much every day so I was also dealing with this like crazy migraine but I'm like okay obviously something's happening because when I'm going in deep there's something coming out but that's kind of the extent of it I never I don't really know sometimes you can't really quantify anything but (laughs) This reminds me, Joe Dispenza actually told us a story where he went on a site. I think it was a silent retreat. He went he on the same one experience. as me. Well, he t- we, I remember he shared where he would like scream and like have yeah. this explosion. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Like, You're not supposed to scream. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. That's – there's stored energy in our body and it has to come out somewhere. And I had heard release. him – it's funny. I went like two months after he said that and I had heard him say he went. And I was like, oh, this is my sign to go because I was thinking about going. Yeah. So – now that you've been on like a few retreats, what would you say you've gotten the most out of 
the Joe Dispenza one. Yes. I've really only been on his and then the 10-day silent. And I think coming out of his was such an amazing experience. I was like, oh, I can do anything. Because if you would have asked to meditate 10 days in a row, I felt like I was so good at it at that Mm -hmm. point. But it was such a different experience because his is like you're learning and meditating and it's invigorating and you're I love learning Me I too. get excited I'm such a nerd I right? love it and the other one is just like and no one gives you instructions you just kind of like go into it and you sit there and it's it felt just like a little like scary and uncomfortable yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I yeah. feel like I walked away from Joe's just being feeling like everything that I know is true is actually now being proven true Mm -hmm. and it's like we're part of this really transitional time on earth where there's going to be so many more findings this is just the beginning they actually share how your gut biome completely changes over the seven days which is wild yeah and i actually would have so many gut issues i mean i still do get bloated i know that you've spoken about this being vegan i'm mostly plant-based i just started incorporating eggs but i'm i'm just more guided to vegetables right now in my life um but i do i get very bloated but before meditating my gut was like all over the place and I really have experienced that. And when he's saying that and there's findings now, I'm like, I knew it. I knew this had something to do with it. But if wow. you tell someone that, they're like, really? Yeah. Your meditation practice helps with that too? I'm like, yes, of course. Oh yeah, I've heard people say like their acne got better and I was like, okay. But I mean, every so much starts in the mind. All of our chemicals like our chemistry is released from the brain like the yeah. brain is the signal that tells us what to release mm-hmm. so it just almost makes you realize like okay what is signaling the brain then these are all of your thoughts and emotions yeah. right and that's a pharmacy that we can tap into yeah i know i love when he says that it's it's wild and the studies that are coming out is incredible just how like the pain management that we could actually take upon ourselves and activate within ourselves um i've actually used him before like when i've gotten like let's say i had to get an iv like i hate getting needles or anything or if i've gotten like a laser on my face i've been like stop and i'm like this doesn't hurt this is just a sensation and i swear to god it works if i can really get my mind there it works when I got COVID for the first time, I put I have Gaia. Do you have Gaia? I don't it's have like it, but I know, I know what Gaia is. But I played one of Dr. Joe's videos on there, and I was like, I think it was the one you are, you are the placebo. Yeah, and he talks. I think he talks about fevers in that one, but I've read a lot about fevers and how they're really to heal and self heal. And I was like embracing this fever. My husband's <laughs> like, you need to take Motrin or Tylenol, and I'm like, no, this fever is here to heal me. It's here to give me an upgrade. And he's like, Erica, <laughs> and I would just like listen to Joe and do it, and you you feel it. Yeah, you, you, you do. do. It's you uncomfortable, really do. but once you can put your energy behind it, the pain lessens, and you're and- able to transmute it into strength. Right, because your body's having a reaction for, you know, and obviously there's levels to it, but it's yes. like maybe just let your body be for a minute. Totally. I think about that a lot. Totally. Yeah. So you have your podcast now. Yeah. I absolutely love tuning into it. Um, anything else on the horizon that you want to share? Anything coming up? I'm working on a project that I'll share a little bit more about maybe in the fall, um, but really I'm just podcast, you know, social media, Instagram and TikTok, and that's my focus. I love it. Yeah. I'm so grateful for all that you share and all that you do. Thank you. Same with you. I mean, the work you you do, you're sharing on your own app as well as Melissa, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been such an amazing experience connecting with Melissa as well. And it's introduced me to so many people. I actually had someone here earlier who found me through there. She's a member of Evolve as well. Oh, amazing. And we're just connecting over it, but it was such, it's been such a great experience. So I share in both places. Um, Yeah. 
Do you find that you take private clients just as much or are you doing mostly? So like, that's definitely something I am transitioning mm-hmm. through because it has been, it's become a lot. Yeah. Um. So I gratefully right now have a wait list, which is so exciting. Um, okay, just I can like imagine. Professionally, it's exciting and how like so many people are interested, but I'm working on ways to continue to work with more people possibly yeah. doing a program or a training or something along yeah those training lines. people under you yeah that makes so not much necessarily sense. under me but oh. like just teaching them what I love and what I've learned through this process and all the things that I've learned and then um they could share it in any way that they wish to oh that's amazing yeah right so hopefully that will come in the future yeah yeah that's great when you when you do like do you have people have crazy not crazy but like experiences during your breath work do people cry or scream sometimes people will cry from the moment we get on Mm. just because they're finally having space held for them they're finally there to be honest with themselves and they feel supported and I feel bad because sometimes I should give people that warning because they'll be like oh my gosh I don't know why I'm crying right now I'm like you don't need to it's totally fine it's normal that happened the first time me and you did it was on zoom but like instant tears and I never really understood it that makes sense yeah and Sometimes it's you showing up for yourself just ready to clear something. A lot of the time we already know what we want to move through and how to work through it. And we just need to bring ourselves to that space, have the space held for us in that way, and then work through it. And other times we could show up thinking everything's great and then be like, oh my God, what is coming up for me? Yeah. So yeah, crying is definitely typical. Mm. The screaming was a little different for me. Yeah. But after Joe Dispenza, it was very – very typical. <laughs> I was not expecting that. And I was like, oh my God, I remember even my editor had it on video. I was like, delete that. I don't ever want, like, that's so personal. You know what I mean? Because initially we were going to like have it on video to maybe yeah. share something. But I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it makes sense. We have things stored and we have to release them in some way. And shaking, screaming, releasing through breath. Those are all ways that we can do it. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Is there any like last words that you'd want to leave? with the listeners any last words I'd want to leave um no I think just to live in your truth you know it's um it's what's going to make you the happiest and I feel like it's the only thing that's sustainable you can pretend to be something else or pretend to be happy but like something's going to be itching inside of you and it's just speak your truth live your truth and I think that's the way to find real happiness you're such a beautiful beautiful example of that And I see that like through your podcast as well and how I love when you and Chloe are talking about different things and how you have different opinions on things Mm -hmm. and you are so confident in where you are. Yeah. And I love it. And it's nice. You you can be different from your close friends. It's okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I have. I can talk to Mona literally for hours. She is such a sweet, pure soul, as I said to her in the episode. And if you've ever met her, you know this about her. Um, If you don't follow her already, I highly recommend you do at Mona Band. And she's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. She's on YouTube. She is like a content powerhouse. So check her out. So knowledgeable. And I want to thank you guys so much for being here and coming back every week to enjoy these high vibrational conversations. Thank you so much. May the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam. 